Well, welcome to Coffee with Vern, a time where we have intentional conversations about the gospel and we desire to talk about theological truth. Thanks for joining us. We hope you can learn and grow and be fed through this. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome back to Coffee with Vern. Whenever you are watching this, hope you're having a blessed day and happy after Thanksgiving and I guess days of Advent. We're here. We have arrived. It is December first. Can you believe it? Can you believe Advent it? Has arrived. We're a day into it. I mean, Jesse, can you believe it's December already? No, you ask me that every week. Can you believe it's so and so week? No, I still cannot believe. Well, I mean, sorry that you're the one that put <laughs> your Christmas tree up after Halloween. I did know? not. I did not. I waited till November the seventh, November the eighth, because November the seventh is Chloe Ann's birthday. Excuse me. So. Minnie Mouse stuff. Excuse me. After Halloween. I mean, I'm sorry. Christmas. I'm. I guess I'm Scrooge because I can't listen to Christmas music. I don't want to see a tree until after Thanksgiving. I know. I had this discussion with you already. Apparently, bah humbug. But wow, what a day! Look, Jesse, this has been a day I've personally been looking forward to. You know, we've had Jesse Holmes. Yes. We had Jamie Milford last week. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is one that when I found out this was happening, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I've been looking forward to this episode for a hot minute. We got brother (laughs) David Nowling in the house. Oh man, this is, this is good. He deserves this. this. Give it. There we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, here on the jazz radio we got brother Nowling in the house brother Dave how are you today man Mephibosheth I am just doing wunderbar oh today. brother fib brother fib and if you don't know why we're referring to each other as fib and Mephibosheth you shall learn here soon just make sure to turn left at the bank of Mingo that's correct and so and these are all um Random They're, quotes that only come from the mission field. So if you want to hear about the backstory to these, you have to go to the mission field. You got to go to the mission <laughs> Got to get in the U-Haul. Oh, we'll share right. a little bit of insight, but just know that there's some fun on the mission field. And so well, I'm glad you're here, Brother Dave. If you don't know who Brother David Nowling is, you need to get to know this man. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. Um but just since a very long time, a very long time. Yeah. I mean, because I've known, um, I was in the youth with Caroline, uh, grew up kind of with y'all in the church and me growing up. So it's been a long time, but just since moving back home after school, we've become like brothers, very um, friends. very tight. And so I'm excited if you're like, man, what is brother David doing in here? Well, I just want y'all to all know that David's a super fan, like number one fan of Coffee with Vern. Number one fanboy of Coffee with Vern. Uh, there you go. He is a fanboy of Coffee with Vern. And so um, a dear friend, a dear brother, dear supporter, but also a close friend from the mission field um, and one who is a heavy pursuer of the Lord, loves theology, loves missions, everything about it. And so I wanted to have Brother David on because you've been watching from the start also is starting to help me out in the youth. We are good friends, but I, and you may not know this and I'm going to puff your head up a little bit. You have to get over it. But, uh, I've gained a lot of wisdom from my friend, uh, in the little time I've been home through Utah and West Virginia. 
Uh, some of the best memories I've had in ministry were on those two trips. I'm not even going to lie. And so I wanted to have our brother on because he has a passion and zeal for the Lord, but also some of the things that me and Jesse love, reading, theology, and unlike Jesse, he has a passion for coffee. And so what better <laughs> well, than to have everybody on this show but me has a passion for coffee. That's okay. All the time. Yeah, that's right. Jamie, oh, Jesse. We, we have to add, Brother David Nowling also is our only commenting reviewer. Is yeah. it on uh, Apple, Apple Podcasts? Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you slackers. Get, I mean, out of the tens and tens of listeners on this program, <laughs> only one? Ooh. Yeah. Last week we had a lot of views. We had, Jamie Milford's got some connections, she does. man. Very cool. And so, very cool. But yeah, we, our only review on Apple Podcasts, and it's like the week after we went <laughs> up on Apple Podcasts. It was. How'd you do it? It was How'd awesome. It? James was like, Jesse, Jesse, we got a review. <laughs> it's Brother Fib. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? And so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, you need to check that oh, out. Man. Lots of inside jokes today. It'll be good. But uh, no, I'm excited because. Um, Man, I, I'll tell you, there's been so much fun and wisdom out of us being friends and just good times. And so I look forward to just having a lighthearted conversation. We talk a little bit about what you're reading, some of your favorite books that you've brought, this magnum opus um, yeah. that is there, and mm. Jesse's mouth is watering over. Yeah, as soon as I saw it. Yeah, and so I'm excited. We're going to talk a little bit about, I think, what is growing to be one of your favorite books. Oh, uh, very much so. Uh, very the Valley of so. Vision. Uh, we've talked about this a little bit on an episode, um, but we wanted to finish out really this kind of series because this was a series up of November to a degree of having some friends on. We wanted to finish out with a super fan and a brother and a member of our church here and a firm supporter. So we have some fun. So brother David, well, we'll start with some rapid questions. That sound good? I, uh, I mean, this, <laughs> this could be tough. Um, so originally I, for me and, uh, Jesse's sake, when did you, uh, when did y'all start attending West Acres? How long y'all been here? Goodness. Uh, we started the tail end of 2004, beginning of 2005, kind of rolling in right, right around that time. Uh, okay. So 2004, 2005, um, and I mean, you have, have you always been active in missions? Has that always been something? That's a good question. Um, my first trip, mission trip, and kind of started lighting the fire, uh, was to Honduras when the church went to Honduras. Yeah. And this was back in, goodness, I want to say it was 2008 or so, roughly. Um, so that, that's about the time that it really, really started. It, it actually started, the, the story was, is behind it is as... Um, I woke up one morning, and it was like one of those mornings, you know, I don't know if it ever happens to you, maybe it's just me, God wakes you up at about 3 o'clock in the morning, and yeah. it's like, I mean, like it's 6 o'clock in the morning or 7 o'clock in the morning, and you're just like, poof, mm -hmm. and you go Wide downstairs, and, and just, you know, and it's one of those things that you just kind of, you know, I'm not one of those, uh, you know, I hear these audible voices telling me to do things, but, you know, you just you get this, this, um, urge to, to go into God's word and you open it up and he's just in those tender moments and early in the morning, uh, he just took me to uh, Matthew, uh, nine, mm, Matthew nine. Yeah. And, uh, and it was, uh, you know, at the back half of, of Matthew nine. And it's just this call that Jesus is going around teaching and healing and sharing and just this 
compassionate, deep compassionate look of Jesus out doing what it is that that he does. Mm. And then he says after that, you know, hey, the fields are ripe for the harvest. Yep. You know, pray that the Lord send the workers into the harvest. And it was just, that's one of my, my favorite section of scripture along with, the, you know, uh, Matthew 28 um, with the Great Commission yep. and Acts 1. And those, and it just, and it just from there that morning, it just kind of just, Built and built and built and built and uh, and so it just um, that's one of the things. Uh, and so ever since there's been a passion for missions. Yeah, and I think it really this book here. Um, mm, yes, radical, radical. I think that that was that was really that that was where the kindling started and then uh, got gasoline pump, pumped on it. Yeah, I still haven't um, read it. I read that right before I went to New York my first year here. So. He told me I have to read it, so I'm yeah. gonna finish up what I'm reading, and then we put that on the next. <clears throat> but it's all you know; it's all the work that the Lord's done. It's it's nothing I've done, mm-hmm. and, you know. Because honestly, if it weren't for Him, I'd have no. I mean, I'd be playing golf and and just hanging out, taking it easy, and you know, He just uh, He's the one that's done the work in it. Yeah, you know. And, well, uh, oh, I was just saying, I, I know you've always had a heart for missions because that's kind of how we yeah. we kindled our friendship. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that because it's it's funny how that how it started is funny to me. And we'll talk about that. Can we can we just stop for just a sec? He's gonna can do we, it. Can we just stop for just a sec? Look at this jersey <laughs> in December. Talk about super fans. Dancing Swanson. Well, you know, and I was I've got a jersey. Do you really? I do. And I was gonna wear it. And then I thought I got to thinking about it. And I thought that would have been the I best. I was like, oh, I was gonna I was gonna wear it, and then I was like you know, Malone, brother Malone, and, and and James. You know, they look like like Freddie Freeman and that was Dansby my Swanson. Jersey too, but Freddie yeah. Freeman, and Dansby Swanson's in these jerseys. I put on a jersey. I look like Bobby Cox. Oh no, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's just no. uh, <laughs> I just like I, I don't know if we need that image out there. You know, oh my god, you know? and that, that, oh. and this is totally unrelated, but it's like managers in baseball. You know these these guys. It's like a that's almost a game in itself. It, you know, yeah. they, they, will they make it out to the mound and make it back? <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's a fact. Every t- they take their take their easy time that's to get right. out there. That's what it is too. It's the it's, you have to swing every part of your body. Getting just their to hands get ready to get the ball and hold it for a minute just to warm it up for the next pitcher. They spank the that's behind right. of the pitcher that just failed to do his job, and then. I grew yeah. up with uh, Tommy Lasorda and Tommy yes. Lasorda. Tommy loved loved the lasagna, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he, he just you know it was like man this could be the game where, where Tommy has a coronary right out on the mound. But, this could uh, be the one. This could be the one. He was everybody watched closer, but uh, you know, uh, back, back back to the topic. Gosh, I mean, just roast. But it, I mean, hey, it's like thirty something degrees outside. My mom. I got it for my birthday, and the Braves had already been or out of the postseason. I was like, man. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, got to wear it. Dansby Swanson is a year long love. I follow him on all social media, and I'm just like, I want your hair. I want to be your friend. Can you call me? Please. So Dansby Swanson, if you're listening, call I only live Dansby. three hours away. Call me. Call me. <laughs> call me. Put your number on the bottom of the right. screen. I'll answer <laughs> you. Call now. 
I'll answer you before I answer my own girlfriend. <laughs> oh my word! Oh, right. I love you, honey. Yes. Again, this is another Change. episode where I say, if you're single tomorrow, Gosh. I will not have a doubt as to why. She knows my love for baseball, but uh, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Anyways, I'll rope it back in through. Uh, but we, it'll be a joke how we rope it back in. So we'll talk for a second how we rekindled our friendship because it it really started through that Utah trip. Really and truly. Now, yeah. I, you were yeah. you were working at Lifeway at the time. I was. And you know my obsession and love for books and Lifeway. That's why I worked there. Uh, Jesse remembers probably me going there on my lunch break every day for a couple of weeks. Um, I would Read casually it. go in. I own it. Don't. I, it's just wrong. <laughs> I do own a lot of books and I'm working to read them. Okay. <laughs> and then that's where Josh Heath saw me and I, he said, have you read this? I said, no, I own it. And that's where that started of Michael Scott. Michael Scott. I own, it. <laughs> I own it. Yeah. And so that, that was fun. But I would go in there and like buy a book every day and I'd buy some expensive books because I have an obsession. Um, and that's where me and brother Fib found our love for books. I didn't know you love books. Like I loved books. Absolutely. That's where it started. But then Utah. Um, so I had never flown and mm. I think you knew this mm-hmm. and I was panicking and freaking out. And so Miss Annette, mama Annette, who is a mother to all, just like my mom, she, she said, Truth. you're going to be fine. I remember her talking to me the Sunday before. And when we got on that bus, you're going to be fine. Are you going to sit with, you're going to sit with David and you're going to be fine. And so <laughs> David took me under his wing, a 23 year old who was scared to fly 22 at the time. And we sat by each other there and back to Utah. Um, and really in Utah, in the outer darkness, the outer darkness, the outer darkness, which is the basement we stayed in. That's where our friendship really just took flight because we woke up to make the coffee every morning. The Mephiba oh, Chef that's Brew. Where the, that's where the bond began. That's what, that is where that's, it began it was, because it nobody was, likes strong coffee except us. And we wanted the soot in the bottom of the cup. That's right, with the French press. And shout out to Miss Joy Heath, but she might as well just drink water. The coffee they liked was just water, <laughs> bean water. And so uh, that's where it started. And, and we rode in that forerunner all through Utah together. Me, speed metal. The speed metal. That's right. Listening to some speed metal. Wow. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, then yeah. we took the speed metal to Utah that November. We rode the U-Haul. Uh, with all the book bags to, um, West, to West Virginia. Virginia, excuse me. Yeah. We took the metal from Utah to West Virginia with uh, and we Don't forget the bluegrass, the bluegrass metal. speed metal, everything. Oh my you word. name it. We were jamming. That's right. Had a JBL speaker in the front. I mean, had Dunkin' Donuts. We had some memories. Eclectic. And Sound so nice. one of the best, the two, honestly, the best trips in my life. We stayed together in West Virginia and in Utah. And so we just... I mean, it's been a brotherhood that has just grown. And so through that, um, we've had some great theological conversations, some great wisdom conversations, but we are now like best friends and it is exciting. And so what we want to talk about just for briefly today, um, how we can encourage you, because that's what Coffee with Vern's all about, um, ultimately, is maybe you'll walk away from this going, man. There's some good stuff out there I need to be reading to further my sanctification or further my walk. Or one of the books we're going to briefly talk about, Valley Vision, um, focuses on prayer. Um, And you were just talking about how you're using it for your prayer life. So let's just dive on in. Sound good? So many stories. I mean, this could be just a story episode because, I mean, (laughs) we've got them. But uh, let's start with, which book do you want to start with? 
You want to hit the valley or you want to? Oh, man. Uh, you know, yeah, let's hit the valley, man. This okay. Is, this let's was do on the, uh, the James Barnes reading list. The, the James Barnes, you might be a pagan if you're not reading it. <laughs> reading list. And um, I, <laughs> is that the official name? That's the I, official name. Is that on the one with the Maybe, maybe <laughs> heathen. You might be a heathen if. if <laughs> there it is. You might be a heathen if you're not reading this. You don't list. own this. Download the PDF. Coffeewithvern.com. Coffeewithvern. That's right. Huh? And uh, but no, I had not read this. I had seen it on the shelf, gosh, many many times. Yeah. I, I I didn't even know what it was. I just thought it was another devotional, really. And um, and so Brother James turned me on to it at uh, one of the Tuesday night events. Ecclesia, yeah, yeah. Is that Ecclesia? And I said, oh well, James is reading it. I got to get it. <laughs> Because I don't want to be on the, I, I don't want to be a heathen. You'll be so on the heathen I, list. I've got, I've got to read it. So, um, so we got it, and I was just like, oh, I opened it up, and it was like, kapow. Yeah, it's pure, they're Puritan prayers. So if you don't know what Valley Vision is, they're Puritan prayers, and they're, I mean, they're in yes. Old English, and so they they're kind of hard to muster through at first, but they are so rich. But they're really, you would think so. And I, I think it's pretty easy to get past the these mm-hmm. and the thou's. Just put me and you and thou, you know, just just put whatever word you want in there. And uh, But what I found was is just the deepness of it and the fact that when you're reading this prayer, because I'm not big on just taking somebody else's prayer and, and right. reading it, right. um, you know, and praying somebody else's prayer. That's just never been my thing. But as I read this, I found myself, I'm just praying scripture is what I'm reading because mm. that's a basically, that's what they are. That's what he's, he's doing. And, yep. and that's the way I think it was Don Whitney um, from Southern uh, Seminary wrote a book on praying, praying scripture. And that's basically what this is happening. Yeah. You're just praying through scripture. And, um, but it's just very, very rich and very, very, um, uh, I just found myself going, it, not only was it just powerful prayer, because I don't know about you all, but from time to time, my, my prayer life can get a little cold, a little rote, yeah. a little, yeah. you know, routine. And, um, and I found that this just really, um, it helped ignite that, that passion again. Mm-hmm. And not only that, um, but it, it was bringing up subjects that I didn't even think to pray about. That's what I've noticed. And it was like, oh, I, it never even occurred to me. Like the big one for me was the Trinity. Yeah, the, the Trinity. Um, yeah. There was something I was reading, um, sleep, uh, sleep, praying, for, you know, how to sleep. Hmm. That God would, God's grace would be eminent in my sleep. Yeah. The things and, you don't think about yeah, at all. Yeah, just the things that we take for granted. Um, and, and you think about the Puritans, you know, they couldn't afford to take things for granted a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, their life was at stake. You know, yep. very often their life was at stake. And we've become so, I guess, kind of immune to that. And though mm-hmm. we, you know, of, of late, that's at, at the top of the of the list. But um you know, we kind of tend to take these things for granted. And that was just some of the things I discovered in reading this. I, I've, we had an episode dedicated to talking a little bit about this. And I, I shared, you know, it's from my professor, Dr. Melton, who read it to start our semester class. And he just, this first part that said, thou has brought me to the valley vision where I live in the depths, but see thee in the heights. Him in by mountains of sin, I behold thy glory. And I'll never forget when he read that. as like, in the valleys where you see your vision. And so truly this book has through reading different ones has given me vision of, like you said, different things that I didn't realize I need to be praying about. Cause 
I, I would I would say in the American church, and I, this is me, but especially in my young age, what I've seen is a lot of prayer is just repetition. Oh, yeah. There's just a lot of, and it's a lot of manby-pamby little things like, help me with this, help me with this. Mm-hmm. Rather than, God, you are great. You are Lord. Praising him. And then through everything in life, as, like you said, sleep, things that we take for granted. Sleep is a blessing at the end of the day. Recharges us, rejuvenates us. Um, but we take for granted. We just pray the same things. And we've made prayer, and even in my own life, we've made prayer something that we only do, not even in our own hearts, but we listen to on Sunday. And so this has been really edifying in my walk, and I, I encourage anyone that wants to challenge themselves in a prayer walk spiritually to pick up a copy. It's like 20 bucks yeah, and it, it is worth every penny of it, is, it. It's just a few bucks more for the leather copy. Yeah. I, I'd recommend it because you're going to want to carry it around and mm. it's going to be, gonna gonna be one of those books. It's going to be well-worn and well-creased and I would recommend it highly. Um, you know, just in parting uh, on this subject would be that um, in it, the focus of this, it's not just the prayer, but it's the fact of the need for the prayer, the mm. need for God's grace to be present, that apart from his grace, apart from his mercy, apart from him doing the work in me, there's nothing. That's mm-hmm. good. You yeah. know, there's nothing. Um, and he, you know, the various authors wrote these prayers, but the one thing that's common is this common that anything that I do is probably not going to be right. If I do it myself, it's not going to be right. Right. Because I just, that that sin runs so deep in me. It's so, my selfishness runs so deep. My self-ambition runs so deep. My uh, my lack of appreciation for everything runs so deep. The fact that that um, there's just nothing pure in me. Mm-hmm. As, as, as well as I might think I do in any given day, <laughs> It is so tainted by sin. That's yeah. what the Puritans gathered, and, and that's and that's what is so rich in this is just that reminder. And through the, those prayers, you just automatically just start becoming more, find yourself in a more humble position, uh, just by praying that way. And and the, you know because the arrogance can't stand up to it, mm. the conceit can't stand up to it. So it, oh, it's, uh, that's that's your word. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about that before you showed up. We were. With Matt Chandler to live as Christ dies game by conceit. Wow. That's exactly. well to turn subject, I'm gonna bring up something uh that Jesse Yes. Is that okay? Sure. Um let's talk a little bit about Pilgrim's Progress. Mm. Since mm. you just finished. I did. The copy was on my desk, which I assume means you're done. Yeah, I finished it last week. And I you, own it. You own it. <laughs> I own it. Are you reading it? I have read I actually I have not read this particular one. Because there's different ones. Well, and and I haven't read, I haven't read this book, uh, this particular physical book. Uh, I have it electronically. I've made it about halfway through. It's better I than think, me. and that's one of the reasons I busted this one back out is because as I look at, it, I go, I need to read this one. It's pretty, and, uh, man. But I made it about uh, halfway through, um, and uh, but I need to start over. I need. And to start you just over. finished. I did. So, and your copy, the one that I borrowed from you. Was Christian's journey and then his wife Christiana's journey. I don't well. understand any of it. Y'all have to explain it to me another time and another day. <laughs> but all I know is I was going to ask this question about it. So for someone like me that hasn't read it, but owns it, um, or if you don't own it right, and you haven't read it fully or at, at all, what would you say, and even you because you've been reading it, what would you say is 
part of the greatest takeaway from that book for your spiritual walk? What has it done for you if you had to summarize it in one point? Man, it it's really kind of what, what Dave's been talking about. Apart from God's grace, like there's nothing. Mm. Uh, the entire journey of Christian to the celestial city, it's nothing he's doing. Um, it has everything to do with the master of the city, uh, God. Mm. And he runs into different people and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just that everything hinges on that grace and that grace alone. Well, I mean, it's the second most bought book yeah. since being written in history. Uh, really? Statistically, it's the it, second most read or it's read or bought. I think it's bought because the Bible still stands as the number one most bought book. Um, sadly, it's not the most read probably, but I think it is second most bought. And there's a reason to that. Yeah. And, I, you know, you pray that that would be the reason people would find. But mm-hmm. there obviously is a reason. And it, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it considered an allegory? Like the whole yeah, story? It's an allegory. Yeah. And so... I personally, the way you talked about it makes me want to just dive into it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waiting to dive into it until I get through some other things because watching you read it, yeah. it challenged you. Yeah, the, it's it's great because the first half of the journey is him realizing that it's not him that gets himself through the journey. Mm-hmm. And then the second half of it, it's not so exciting. There's not a lot of battles, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but there's a lot of conversations and it's him having to wade through conversations of um, religion over faith and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he has to, he, and again, the names, <laughs> he's not masking who he's talking about with the At character, all, yeah. with the character names. And so he's having to wade through conversations through all these people, the people that we're going to run into who think that they're going the right way. Sure but they're not. And Christian spends the most of the, the latter part of his journey trying to help those people. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you found this or not, but the way I see it, it is allegorical, but yet it's not. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's an allegory, a, a tale, if you will, uh, of, uh, you know, with a lot of symbolism and, you know, that's kind of what we're talking about when we say allegory. Yeah. It's, um, but it is, uh, it, it's, it's evidenced of, everybody's daily walk. Yes. I yes. Mean, there's nothing that's experienced by Christian that we don't face on a daily basis, Absolutely if not correct. hourly basis. And, and I think that's what we, we tend to, and this is kind of goes back to the missions and everything is we, we have a tendency, I believe, maybe I have a tendency to, um, I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. And I'm going to be on missions, or I'm going to be on mission, but then I'm going to go evangelize over here. Or then I'm going to go, um, you know, and I'm going to be a disciple over here, and then I'm just going to go kind of take it easy over here. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to kind of do this, and and I'm going to be a dad over here, and I'm going to be a husband over Mm -hmm. here. You know, and we just kind of, we very good at compartmentalizing everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, you know, that's, I, I think one thing that, as uh, as Malone's been preaching the last couple of Sundays, is it's this, we have to have this theology that is lived out every day, that is not just this, yeah. this activity that we do, but it is a it theology is who we that are. we believe and live out. Yeah. And, you know, you're a huge systematic theology guy. And systematic theology is only good if you're living it if out. it's something that we are using as foundation blocks to build us up in the way that we live. That's just my yeah. personal opinion. Well, 
But systematic theology, the reason it's called systematic theology is because it's a system. But it's no good if you're not living. And so the reason why I read systematic theology every day is because I want to be saturated in living it every day. Now, it doesn't need to take front of my scriptures, right? But I will tell you, in my reading of systematic theology, it has helped me to live out the scriptures even more because I'm seeing it play out theologically that makes any sense but that's the reason it has its name it's a system yeah and it's supposed to work in that function we've made the christian walk to just be like i'm gonna be a husband today tomorrow i'll be the believer god called me to be and i've seen it done within pastors as well that i'm gonna be a pastor today and tomorrow i'm gonna turn my pastor self off or i'm gonna be a believer today tomorrow i'm gonna look like the world and it's not even like an active thing it's almost become like we just do it naturally yeah uh, yeah, and I, I'm prone to wander, Lord. Lord I, I feel, feel it. it, and it's just something we need to keep in mind because I'm I've heard enough about Pilgrim's Progress from you in a good way, and even uh, from others to know that that book is all about this journey, living it daily, the fight for yes. it. Well, everybody's living by a theology. Yeah, yeah. Even if they're not a believer, they have a theology. Everybody Correct. has a theology that That's they live good. by. So true, too. So the question is, who's theology are you living by mm-hmm. are, are, is it is it something that you uh you got from the word of god from god's revealed truth and he has said this is what is true or am i going by what i saw in the office last week not that not the best the office i but it's a great example i mean but, you know but, i mean that's something i enjoy yeah i love yeah. that show if I am Michael Scott and Dwight Schrute, if you took him and morphed him, <laughs> you'd have me. I have no idea who I am. Fact. <laughs> um, oh man, there's that. Everybody is listening to something. You know, they have a they have a theology of leisure. That leisure is the most important thing in my life. Yeah. You, you know, the live. Well, you you only live you once. Created That's the a worship. And everyone is worshiping something, and I will forever live. I will forever teach that if you're not worshiping Christ, you are worshiping something because you were you created are. to do starts that. Starts Genesis idolatry. Starts yeah. in Genesis three. You know that's where it all starts, and it continues. And that's the whole Old Testament is that battle against the theology of today. Seen it in Judges. Studying Judges, man. I, so for all my kids, I, I mean that's my that's the phrase. And for my kids, are wondering why we end up in Judges. Can thank that man because <laughs> the Lord led him, I guess, to tell me we should That's be in judges. Well, the Lord has used it. So <laughs> that has been one of the greatest studies the best. of my life. I started in First Thessalonians. It wasn't working. So I said, well, guess we're going to judges. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you weren't in there. You were in that Sunday. Was you in there that Sunday when that happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the day before. So Saturday night before. I just finished up a class, and so I didn't have any homework that Saturday night. I was getting ready to start First Thessalonians next that Sunday. And, dude, I had my commentaries out, and I was studying. And mom walked in the room. She's like, you all right? I said, no. I, I, it, nothing's coming to me. Like, I can't, I can't even study it. Like, it's almost like the Lord's not letting me study it. I said, I guess wow. we're going to Judges. <laughs> so we went to Judges, and it was, but it was amazing. It was immediate. It was like, that's where we're supposed to be. It's just started flowing. Wow. That's awesome. You know, and I just, you know, when we had that conversation, uh, it was just, and I, and I had been feeling that judges is actually one of my favorite books of the old Testament. It one, it's just so grisly and so warped and, and, uh, just 
it shows the depravity of man. Yeah. You know, just the sinfulness of man is just like in the... There, it's in the forefront of the spotlight. There's nothing, there's no way to hide it. And, and it's just, and it's just the lostness of everybody there. And, and the, the amazing thing is, is like their feet are still wet through walking the, through the Jordan River. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, they, exactly. They're, they're still, it's, it's still, right. you know, the, the water hasn't dried off the rocks that they stacked up. And, yeah. and, and, and it's, this is, this is happening. And it's like, wow. And we're seeing it today. I mean, we are no better. And that's what I was telling the kids. I'm like, we look at these stories sometimes and go, I cannot believe those Israelites. And I'm yeah. like, we're no better. Exactly. No, we are the words of Matt Chandler. We're the Israelites in the corner crying. See, no one do it destroy us. No. <laughs> You're not David. You're not David. You are David. But <laughs> <laughs> I do I do have that perfect day for that quote. Yeah. Oh man, that's Absolutely. one of my favorite sermons. Of Actually, all time. my uh, my my nickname when I was a little kid. My uncle used to say all the time, David, king of the Jews. And I always thought he was saying king of the juice. Oh. And, and I was like, what? <laughs> Little tidbit. <laughs> Not to go too far off, but when yeah. I was a kid, Handel's Messiah, for we like sheep have gone astray. When I was a kid, there's a pause, right? So I always thought it was for we like sheep. It's like, man, they really like those sheep. <laughs> for the longest time, I thought the song was about people liking sheep. Uh, yep there you go thank christmas it's christmas season there you go wow we so many (laughs) i just one day want to have an episode where we don't do anything but just talk about randomness yeah there's no book to talk about one day and we're gonna have to call you in for that episode back to the another point back to (laughs) back to the original thought circling back circling right back sorry to to grab the range there that's your show man i just buy your show I don't even care. <laughs> no, what I was thinking is, um, you know, I've just been thinking a lot about what Malone's been preaching about the last couple of weeks. And it's, um, you know, thinking about judges, thinking about, you know, Christian and the, the allegory and mm. thinking about all these things is, is it just really makes it easy to have a conversation mm-hmm. when you realize that people are already thinking these things. They're already thinking about this. They're already analyzing, you know, what's going on in my life? How mm. do I deal with this? How do I look at that? How do I, you know, and I think we, we tend, I tend to give the world too much credit and that, you know, that they're so much smarter than I am. They, they're so much, um, you know, you know, I'm going to look just really freakish if I, if I share this right now. And I mean, I'm, trust me. talking about that earlier too. I just, yeah. I am not the world's greatest evangelist. I'm not. I we were I mean it's funny we literally you're hitting nail on head and I was we were just talking about life and I just told Jesse I was like man I've been struggling lately uh, my, my if my professor is listening I'm sorry but my professor from my uh, seminary has just really been busting my buns uh, with grades like he is kicking my fanny and over Thanksgiving like gave me a horrible grade on something that I worked hard on while I was on vacation I felt like I did. Uh, but anyways, I was telling him, like, it has been tough because I want to be, I'll be honest, I want to be the next Joel Beakey or John Piper or Kevin DeYoung. Like, I want to be like those guys that just sit in front of a camera making the Puritan documentary and just yeah. pulling out history. But And it's not like a show. It's passion. You can see it. Mm-hmm. And I want that. 
And I'm like, I can't even make it through what have been told is the easiest class in seminary. The hardest classes I've done great in and what I've been told was the easiest class in my degree has been my hardest. And I was just telling I compare myself like yeah. crazy. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it's not worth it. I don't need to write this. Because, I mean, I thought about writing a book, sidebar. But you, you know, just like you said, oh, I don't need to add that. Which I, it, is funny because I had this exact same conversation with Allison last night about myself. So it's all cyclical <laughs> right here. And just, so and to add to that, I mean, it's just. Maybe we just don't need to try so hard. Yeah. Maybe we just need to go out and just, hey, what's going on in your life today? Yeah. Maybe maybe we just uh, go out and ask some questions. I, I, I just wish I had it. That, that's my number one prayer uh, that I pray very, very often is that God would just like shut this mouth mm-hmm. and open these ears. And just let me listen to where he's going. That's let me good. See where he's going, and then when I'm ready, he'll give me the words. Right. You know. Yeah, because if true. you're only listening, it means you're you're relying completely on the Lord for the next step. Absolutely. You know, the the one thing the world doesn't need is another person coming into their life with an agenda trying to to sell them on. You know. Yeah. Uh, but they are looking for hope. You know, it's cold today, right? It's cold, and we've got the hope. It's cold today, and everybody's talking about how cold it is out there. And I, I couldn't help but think, you know, it's uh, from uh, Narnia, you know, that it's always winter, never spring. And I think that's kind of where, where we find ourselves today. Is yeah. it, it's always winter, never spring. Mm-hmm. As this pandemic goes on and on and on, and it just like it's never going to end. And uh, so I just, you know, just encouragement, you know, that God yeah. would just do that work in all of us, that yeah. we'd be out there. Um you know, just sharing, just sharing hope what of, God's done in our life. I hope of the gospel. That. And that's good. Yeah. Dang. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> a, I mean, it's just, it's so true. Um, may we have hearts to, and hearts and ears to listen less than a mouth to speak. Um, that would be the, that's the desire. Cause too many times I find myself speaking way too much. So what we do. And so I, in my own life, I pray that I would become better a listener. That's a, that's a great prayer for all of us. As we turn to new year, I will tell you as we, if we get ready for December and we turn to new year, I don't know what we're going to really be discussing over the next few weeks. Me and Jesse are going to talk about it. But um, one thing I've been telling the kids is when we turn to new year, I, it's not promised that 2021 is going to be any better, but what is promised is that the Lord for the believer, the Lord is there. Amen. He's with you. And so he's already, if we want to be 100% honest, he's already there because he transcends time. And so we just have to trust in that. Um, And I think the Valley of Vision is a great assistant in your prayer life, second to the Word of God. Um, I think the Pilgrim's Progress is a great book for those that are just needing some encouragement, second to the Word of God. And I will always say that. This is my favorite book, second to the Word of God. And so um, pray that this episode can encourage you through that. Um, You know, we're... We ain't got it all figured out. We're a bunch of young bucks on a journey trying to figure it out together. But, man, we know how to have a good time, and I think part of that is our joy is in the Lord. Mm. Um, there are hard days, but our joy is in the Lord. And so we encourage you with that. And to add to one thing, to close this off on a funnier note, you know, uh, maybe people just need to, you know, shut their mouth and listen. Stop asking me when me and Anna are getting married. Stop. Just stop. Shut your mouth and start listening. What, when is it? <laughs> Got no idea. Oh, man. You know, so many good stories I that had goes such, along yeah, with that statement. So many things. 
Well, and she doesn't have to know all those stories. Well, she what will. happens in office stays in. She office. will one day. There you go, Anna. I have a great story for you one day. Don't listen to him. But until next time, brother David, thank uh, you for being on here. Brother we're gonna Fred, have you again. Me. We're gonna have you again, Mephibosheth, just yes. for a lighthearted conversation. <laughs> Definitely. We'll bring yeah, another book got, to talk we about. Got, we got pretty deep right there. Didn't we? It was good. It was needed. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when me and the brother have coffee in hand. They, you know, but that's the, the great thing about that I love about the show is, is, you know, these are the conversations we should be having all the time. All the time with believers. It's a lot more fun than talking about the Braves. That's right. <laughs> Amen to that because we just get let down every time. But until next time, well, yeah, you're a Georgia Tech fan. I'll pray for you. Yeah. Until next time, go in peace. Enjoy your week. Shabbat Shalom. We'll see you next week.